more time. Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. On this show, we're going to be talking about wide receiver Michael Thomas. And we got some breaking news about Michael Thomas. If you have not heard, we're going to be talking about it. And what do I think the Saints need to do going forward with Michael Thomas? Also, we're going to be talking about some of the unsung heroes of the New Orleans Saints. That's right. Those guys that don't really get that much attention, but guys we really have to keep our eye on. But I want to say thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for making the State of the Saints podcast a part of your day, evening, or night, wherever you are. If you're in the United States outside of the country, thank you so much for your time. And I see as the chat is filing in, I just want to let everybody know. Um, that you can check out the State of the Saints podcast, the audio version on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any streaming app that you have, okay? Because this is what I need from you, okay? We're having a little contest here. If you can snapshot a picture of you following the State of the Saints podcast on any streaming app, if you can send it to facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, it can be a snapshot of you following the State of the Saints podcast on any streaming app. You're putting yourself in the drawing to win a brand new State of the Saints podcast T-shirt. OK, I am going to select a winner this Sunday in a week. Well, this Monday, excuse me, on Monday, excuse me, is a Monday night football game. We're going to do it on Monday. On Monday, we're going to announce the winner of the brand new State of the Saints podcast T-shirt. Go to Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, send me a snapshot of you following The State of the Saints Podcast, and I'm going to select a winner. I probably won't do it. I'll probably just let my wife do it because she won't have any bias. I don't want to be biased, you know, and pick out somebody that I know watches the show. So I'm going to let my wife pick at random, all right, <laughs> so, so it can be fair and impartial, okay? I mean, so... You know, I mean, fair and partial, excuse me. So I, I want to make sure that uh, she she does the right thing because I don't think I would. So once again, snapshot following the State of the Saints podcast on any streaming app, and I will select the winner. But thank you very much for following in. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to the Cobra, who seems like he's a Raider fan. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jerry Poor is in the building. We got Kendall. We got Brian, we got Chris, Dalton, uh, Brad, Michael, uh, Moore, Sanchez, that Christopher, and so many others. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. If you look at the title, uh, the title is Why I Feel Like the Saints Don't Need to Use Michael Thomas. Um, look, Michael Thomas is an incredible wide receiver. 
offensive player of the year gets better every single year uh last game he really didn't play you know i won't say he didn't play well but he really wasn't targeted as much as he once did he only had three catches for 17 yards and on top of that he ended up hurting his ankle according to sources he's dealing with a high ankle sprain but michael thomas says if it's up to him he's going to go ahead and give it a go this is what i am afraid of folks this is what i'm afraid of who that nation Michael Thomas is a proud, proud man. Everybody that talks about Michael Thomas talks about how extremely competitive he is, how at practice he treats it like it's a real game. He treats it like it's a real rep and he does not take any plays off. And if you're talking about a guy that does that in practice, you know, you know that that is his personality and he's going to do everything he can to get on the field. This is why I believe the New Orleans Saints organization need to intervene and not allow Michael Thomas to play in week two versus the Las Vegas Raiders. If the Saints allow Michael Thomas, who's dealing with a high ankle sprain in week two, to go out there, if they shoot him up, you know, to numb up the pain just for him to go out there and play, that would be the stupidest decision in, in Saints history. For real, it, it got to be one of those decisions that's up there. Like one of the worst decisions the, the, the Saints organization has ever made. Look, you got to protect your investment. You invested five years, $100 million in this guy. Okay. It's not like Michael Thomas is uh, going to miss a game and is of any type of importance here. Okay. It's not week 16. It's not week 17. It's not playoff implications. It's week two. And the Saints should be okay without him going into a game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I'm not looking past the Las Vegas Raiders at all, okay? I don't want anybody to think that I'm dismissing the Raiders. I don't pay attention to what people did last week, last month, last year. What I seen was the Las Vegas Raiders go into Carolina and beat the Panthers. That's what I saw. So just like the Saints, they are 1-0. They are starting this season off in their brand-new stadium versus the Saints on Monday Night Football. So anybody that's around here dismissing the Raiders, I encourage you to completely eliminate last year out of your mind because every single year teams get better. They get better. They find better pieces to, you know, that, that they've been missing all of the time and they put them on their team to make their team better. So do not dismiss the Raiders. I am not dismissing the Raiders. What I'm saying is Michael Thomas is too important to the future of the New Orleans Saints for you to be jeopardizing his health in week two, for him to go out there and re-aggravate his injury and not only re-aggravate it, but cause him an extended amount of time. Sit him on the bench and allow him to take this game off. I will have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. And for all those out there that say, TJ, man, you crazy, man. You must be out your mind, man. We need Michael Thomas. I started off my spiel by saying this three catches 17 yards and the saints still put up almost 40 points so you know what that told me that tells me that the saints can win a game when michael thomas is not a factor now you can throw in some turnovers you can throw in a pick six but even if you eliminate the pick six the saints still beat the the tampa bay buccaneers 27 to 24 so if you eliminate the pick six, he still, he still was not a factor, and the Saints still put up enough points to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, 
I'm saying the game could have went any other way, but I'm saying if you eliminate if you eliminate the uh, the points from Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, the Saints still had enough to win. Michael Thomas is important. Okay, 149 catches last season, more receiving yards than any other receiver last season. I'm okay for, with him missing at least one to two games. Okay, because it's time for these other guys to step up. We've seen Emmanuel Sanders step up. We've seen Deontay Harris step up. We've seen Jared Cook step up. We've seen Alvin Kamara back to his original form. So I'm comfortable with believing that the New Orleans Saints can go and be a formidable uh, challenge to the Las Vegas Raiders. And honestly, it would make the offense of the New Orleans Saints pretty unpredictable because everybody in the stadium knows or – even though they don't have anybody at the stadium, but everybody that's watching on television knows that Michael Thomas is going to get the football. If you eliminate Michael Thomas from the equation, who's going to get the football? And you look at all of the talent that the New Orleans Saints possess, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, who that nation, the Saints still have enough to knock off the Raiders. So I think that would be foolish for the New Orleans Saints to use Michael Thomas, him dealing with a high ankle sprain, and for anybody that ever had a high ankle sprain, I'm telling you, man, it, it, it is not pretty. And it hurts. I mean, it really, really does. If you ever, like, been on a blacktop playing basketball, for those that did play football, if you ever, like, jumped up and caught a rebound and came down and came down on your ankle sideways, you know that that hurts like you know what. So I don't want to see Michael Thomas play. If he's dealing with a high ankle sprain, it's not that serious. And I feel like if the New Orleans Saints allow him to parade out there just to play a game in week two, that would be selfish and stupid. It would. I'm sorry. I love the Saints organization. They make great decisions, but that would be one of the biggest blunders they would ever make. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the chat here, see what you all have to say about that. I'm going to start with Mike. Mike says, save him for the the big showdown Sunday night, the next week against the Green Bay Packers. I agree with that. I agree with that, Mike, because, look, like I said, no disrespect to the Raiders. Michael Thomas is important to the future of the Saints. Like, going down the line, they're going to need Michael Thomas. They're going to need him to show up in games. And I'm comfortable. Like, I, honestly, Mike, I, I even I even go a little further. I'm okay with him not playing against the Green Bay Packers. I'm serious. I am I am serious. Do not rush this guy back. Do not rush him back if he is not ready. Okay, those other guys who've been who've been eating off Michael Thomas and, and you know and, and he ain't been doing a damn thing. Okay, those guys need to step up. Traquan Smith needs to step up. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, he's done a good job. I'm pretty sure he'll step up. I, I mean, Benny Fowler might be in a lineup. Jared Cook has been stepping up. He's made some plays. Elma Kamara, you know he's going to make some plays. Deontay Harris, who I feel like is the biggest dark horse and does not get enough praise for being good. I'm telling you, folks, Deontay Harris is the X factor. I know we look at Taysom Hill. We look at Taysom and we're like, Taysom, he's so talented. Taysom, he's so great. Deontay Harris is that guy. Did y'all not see him catch that ball on that wide receiver screen? Did y'all see how he went from zero to 100 real quick? That guy is the X factor of the team. I guarantee you, as the year goes on, you're going to see more of Deontay Harris, and you're going to, I guarantee you, if you don't have this guy on your fantasy team, you're going to want to. You ain't got to put him 
in your starting lineup just yet. But if you're playing fantasy, you might want to go and find him because I'm pretty sure he's not one of those guys everybody's looking for. Go and find him and put him on the bench and watch when you see Sean Page start to develop more packages for him. Go ahead and put him in your lineup and watch how your fantasy team just starts to get points off Deontay Harris. Deontay Harris is special. And I'm telling you, folks, all he needs is an opportunity. When that guy gets the ball in his hands, magic happens. This guy makes nothing out of something all the time. So I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I think the Saints have enough weapons. They don't need Michael Thomas to rush back. It's not like it was last year. They got the weapons. Damn, Mike T is injured. Come on, man. Rip my fantasy team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Rest in peace to your fantasy team. But look, I, I'm sorry about your fantasy team, but we don't need Michael Thomas out there if he if he's uh, hurt. We don't. We have backups to step up. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think everybody in the Huda Nation, we should be OK. We should be OK with this. It, it, this isn't like last year. You saw the Saints win a game when Michael Thomas had three catches for 17 yards. And honestly, it put my mind at ease. It put my heart and my mind at ease knowing that the Saints can still be an effective offense, even though they struggled late in the second half to produce yards. Still, they still did enough in order to win the game. So I I, I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it. I saw the Saints win. I saw the offense do some things without Michael Thomas being a huge factor that he always is. So I think everyone in the Houdat Nation that's skeptical about this decision or wondering what I'm smoking or what I'm drinking to come up with this conclusion. I mean, you've seen it. You know they have enough. Baddest, he tell you uh, that personally. Uh, let's see. Uh, Baddest. Let me see what Baddest got to say. Shouts out to my guy, Baddest Sports Show. TJ, I understand what you're saying, brother, but Michael Thomas is playing whether we like it or not. If Look, if he plays, it's a stupid decision. You heard it right here on the State of the Saints podcast. We can say whatever we want to say, but don't go crying and boo-hooing to your boy if this guy goes out here and you know Michael Thomas, he tries to catch everything. He leaves his feet, comes down awkwardly or funny on that ankle, and the next thing you know, we're saying Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter talking about Michael Thomas missing five to six weeks. I'm knocking on wood right now. That's what you just heard. So I don't want to hear it, man. If the Saints do this, that's selfish, that's stupid. Oh, I, I don't want to see the situation because it's pointless. It makes no sense. You don't have to do it. Just like they rushed Alvin Kamara back. It didn't make any sense. This guy was playing 73% all season long. So imagine if you would have kept him out four to five weeks or as long as that injury uh, desired him to stay out. I think uh, Latavius Murray did a good job in his absence. Those two games that Alvin didn't play, Latavius played pretty good. And he, he caught the ball out of the backfield. Now, he's not going to be what Alvin Kamara is catching the ball out of the backfield. But Latavius is really good. I've been telling people this ever since the Saints signed him. And people are like, man, what Latavius Murray doing, man? Why they don't want to use Latavius? Why they don't want to use Latavius? Latavius takes advantage of every opportunity he gets. And the Saints didn't even have to bring Alvin Kamara back. Let's not do this with Michael Thomas. And then we're going to start asking a question. What's wrong with Michael Thomas? 
Well, what's wrong with them is they're rushing them back. And we know we do not give players the benefit of the doubt. Just like Shannon Sharp says on Undisputed all the time. Fans don't pay attention to injuries. They don't know about the undisclosed injuries. All they see is the number and the name on the back of the jersey. And if that person is available, they feel like they're ready to rock and roll. If Michael Thomas goes out there and he's not up to form, we all know that a lot of people in the Houdat Nation, they are very critical. And they don't understand that. All they're going to say is, man, he's stealing money. Man, he don't, he don't deserve that contract. Man, what happened to Michael Thomas? Oh, he 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 on social media. He on Twitter. He, he up there crying and stuff like that. He talking about social issues. He a prima donna now. He turning into Antonio Brown. That's what you're going to hear. So I want to hear, okay? So if this guy goes out here and something happens to him, look, give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Straight up. Because it's stupid if they put this guy out here. It would be it would be asinine. And I'm, I'm fired up because it, it wouldn't make sense. It, in week two, give me a break. Already read that one. Jerry says, uh, we have backups to step up. I read that one too. Tyra, hey, TJ, who that? Hey, what's going on? Uh, let's see. We got Jerry uh, giving a shout out to Tyra. We got my guy Dalton says, would like to see Harris get more opportunities. I think you're going to see more opportunities, Dalton. If, if you notice back in 2017, the Saints had Alvin Kamara. And we know Sean Payton thought very highly when he drafted Alvin Kamara. He compared him to Marshall Falk. If you looked at like the first couple games of the season, the Saints didn't really use Alvin Kamara the way that they did as the as the weeks went on sean payton came out there and said and and, and i need everybody to pay attention to this i know sometimes we criticize sean payton but there's a lot of things that he says and and when he takes accountability you see changes for example i I, now let me let me make this let me make this plain and clear i know somebody probably gonna say well we complain about the running game just get just give me a second i just want to explain all right (laughs) When he says that adjustments needs to get made, back in 2017, he says, the reason why Alvin Kamara isn't being successful is, is my fault. He says, I have to open I have to open up the playbook because I'm handicapping this guy. When he said that the next week against the Detroit Lions, that's when Alvin Kamara emerged. That's when the whole entire world saw the greatness of Alvin Kamara. Dalton, I think when Sean Payton stood behind a podium and was talking to the reporters on Zoom, he says this was one of the worst play calling games I ever had. He's going to take accountability. He's going to look at the players. He's going to look at that film. He's going to see the players that's making plays. I guarantee you. And this is why I said it, Dalton. If you don't have Deontay Harris on your fantasy team, and I'm pretty sure he is, he is, in free agency somewhere because nobody looks at this guy as being a contributor for some apparent reason, except for people that are Saints fans. I'm telling you, Sean Payton is going to find ways to use Deontay Harris because he is too special, he is too elusive, and he is too fast for the Saints to just have him on special teams. Every time Deontay Harris does something offensively, you remember it. I've never seen Deontay Harris lose yards, ever. I never seen that. I see this guy in phone boot type situations, tight spot, linebacker hip, 
linebacker here. And all of a sudden, he just maneuvers through these guys. I haven't seen anything like that since Dante Hall with the Kansas City Chiefs when he was running back kicks. That's the last time I've seen a guy that explosive. I cannot say this enough, folks. We're gonna see we're gonna see an emergence of Deontay Harris. I, I guarantee you. Very excited about that. Work Sanders, Cooks, and Harris. I agree. I agree. Emmanuel Sanders can be a number one receiver on most teams in the NFL. He can. So I think he should be okay. I mean, he scored last week. And when the Saints started to get him involved in the game, I mean, he stepped up. Baddest says, I am definitely not dismissing the Las Vegas Raiders. Their biggest threat is Joseph, their running back. Um, Their defense is suspect, especially the secondary. I actually watched their game. Yeah, I checked it out, too. I checked out the game, too. Uh, Being that I'm in uh, South Carolina, I'm three hours away from Charlotte. So, of course, that game was going to be on TV around here. So, yeah, but the Raiders, you know, I, I think that, um, man, they're, they're, they're going to be a lot better than people give them credit for. They play hard. Uh, they're inspired most most weeks, even though, you know, they, they may not have the most talent. They they really go out there and they put their best foot forward. So uh, I think that uh, Josh Jacobs, as, as, as you're, you're referring to, I think he's uh, he going to be a factor. I think he's going to be a factor because they run the ball a lot. Ty Montgomery can step in. Yeah, Ty Montgomery, yeah, he's a guy that also can step in and, and they can use in a passing game too. Mike T not playing will open up opportunity for Troutman and Traquan. Yep. I'm, I'm interested to see Traquan Keen also on the outside. I'm interested. This, this is the first time he's going to be playing the majority of his snaps on the outside. This what made him flourish at Central Florida. This was one of the reasons why the Saints scouts came back and said, we need to get this guy. Traquan Smith, I'm interested to see what he can do on the outside. We already know Traquan can block. That block that he, he, he set in order for Alvin Kamara to score that rushing touchdown, that was all Traquan right there. We know he can block. I want to see him out there on the outside. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can do. Put Hill in his spot. I disagree with that. You got uh, no disrespect to the Hill, uh, Brad. He does amazing things. His footprints and fingerprints were all over this game that were just played. But you have a lot. You got a lot more guys that are more dynamic and, and, and can do more things than Taysom Hill. So no need to put him out there. I, I Look, I understand the Saints using him as a tight end last season. They didn't have Troutman. Josh Hill was in and out of the lineup, and you had Jared Cook. So I understand him playing a tight end. He did a little tight end last week. Well, on Sunday, that first catch that he caught, that was a tight end spot. He came out of tight end spot, caught a pass, got a first down. If you want to use him like that, I'm fine because teams aren't ready for it. But the Saints have wide receivers. I mean, they it's an embarrassment of riches. It's an embarrassment of riches. How many guys that did the Saints have? that can be contributors on other teams. I mean, we didn't even know. We were like, Manuel Butler, maybe he can do it. Marquis, uh, Marquez Callaway, he can do it. So many other guys that came in, didn't make the squad. Callaway did. Emmanuel Butler didn't. So they have the talent. I don't think you need to just 
you know, it exhausts Taysom Hill. It's not like the issues that plagued the Saints last year. I think they have better weapons this year because the young guys are now in, you know, embedded into the offense. They're embedded to the team. They understand the offense. They can play a little faster. So I don't think you have to use Taysom Hill that much. Hallelujah. Let's see. RMV. If he plays, we need to not go. Hold on. We need to not go hard or just be careful. But if he does play, we need him to play decoy for the other receivers to get the ball or make uh, our offense versatile. Don't put him out there. Arm, don't put him out there. Don't put him out there. That's all I got to say. I, I wouldn't even, I would not jeopardize that. And the streets are flooded in different areas in Mississippi and Louisiana. Man, shouts out to everybody out there. Uh, my prayers go to everybody that is dealing with this Hurricane, Hurricane Sally. Uh, you're dealing with the storm and rain. Um, just be careful out there, folks. Just be careful. Kai says not to get off subject, but there are rumors that the Cleveland Browns are looking to trade OBJ. Which team is the best fit for a player of his caliber? The 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers would be a good fit for him. I think with the, the loss, I think uh, Debo, if I'm not mistaken, Debo Samuels is hurt right now. I don't know if he played. And if he is playing, he's not 100%. And I think with the loss of Emmanuel Sanders, I think that they need another number two. Now, Brandon Ayuk is out there, but he's young. No OTAs, no minicamp. So I think the 49ers would be a good spot for him. Another good spot that I feel like he he would uh, be uh, he, he would be good in, believe it or not, I would have to say the Minnesota Vikings. I would say the Minnesota Vikings would be a good spot for him. No, I don't know if they got the money for him, but I think that he'll be a good spot opposite of uh, you know Adam Thielen and also Justin Jefferson. You know, I, I think that he'll be you know a good uh, option with them as well. Green Bay Packers would be another spot. I mean, you know, they, they need that second weapon um, outside of Adams. We know that the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers thought that they were going to get a wide receiver and end up getting Jordan Love in the first round. So you actually got a guy on the bench you don't even need right now. And Aaron Rodgers is really making you look stupid by throwing four touchdowns in a game. So I would say the Green Bay Packers. I would say the San Francisco 49ers. I would say the Minnesota Vikings. And a dark horse also would be the Chicago Bears, but I don't think he would be – I don't think he'll be happy there. I don't think he'll be happy. The struggles with Mitchell Trubisky, the, um, you know, not having a stable uh, quarterback uh, room, I don't think that would be a good fit for him, but he is getting traded, so it's about what the team wants. So I, I, the only team that I would look at – you know, the only team that I think that – that he wouldn't go to would be the Saints. <laughs> I can't see it with the Saints. So, I mean, there's so many options out there. Oh, yeah, and also the uh, the Rams as well, the Rams. I'm saying California because he fits California like a glove. I mean, he's a diva. I mean, he, he acts. He does all these other amazing things. So, the Raiders, I mean, the Rams would be a good spot for him as well. There is a new report saying Thomas can miss several weeks and the injury is more serious than originally thought. Well, if it is, you know, I'd rather him miss the time and him come back and be 
better than ever. So if he does, then I don't have no problem with that. It's time for guys to step up. I, I get it. I get it. Michael Thomas, he's been a number one option for the last two years. But it's time for other guys to step up. It's, it's step up against, you know, step aside. That's what it is. Uh, Houston Texans, yeah, that'll be a good spot too with Deshaun Watson. There's a there's a huge void missing since Hopkins went to the Cardinals. So yeah, who that Invictus? If we can get a nice takeaway, uh, then could they could go top five with that front line: Roach, Rankins, Henderson, Jordan, Granderson, and Yamada, plus a few more yeah they can be a top five defense i definitely can see them as a top five defense no one should be pursuing obj harder than the houston texans they traded hopkins they just signed deshaun watson to an extension he needs a number one receiver bad yeah but it's all about draft capital it's about what you can get so the houston texans is what they're willing to give up is what they're willing to give up. I can see the Houston Texans making a phone call. Like I said, I can see the Green Bay Packers making a phone call. I can see the Chicago Bears making a phone call. I mean, I think the Vikings, that would be a little bit of a dark horse, but I mean, he can contribute there. I can see the Jets making a phone call, and I can see the 49ers making one as well. So, and not and let's not forget the Patriots too. OBJ, Carolina, Eagles, Patriots, Miami, but he probably would like to go to a playoff team. I can see him playing Cam. Oh yeah, you gotta look at this too. When Cam Newton was working out, uh, who was he working out with? Who was he training with in the offseason? He was training with OBJ. So the Patriots can can trade for him too now. He's out for several weeks. It's a crushing blow, but I'd rather him. I'd rather him miss time and come back better. Ian Rappaport just reported he's out for weeks. Well, that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. This is about to be a big test season. Yep. 49ers just picked up Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> <laughs> like i said uh the 49ers need a wide receiver i think that obj would be a good spot for him a, a, a good uh, wide receiver for them uh tj can you imagine mike t at the no at the one emmanuel at the two and deontay in the slot yeah that would be dangerous right there but i feel bad you know but it's time for these guys to step up it's time for these guys to make their money i don't think obj is going anywhere but Patriots and Dolphins would be a nice spot for him. He needs to go somewhere, man, because Baker Mayfield is taking years off his career. It, it, him being in Cleveland, first off, the, the Mora family gave him the biggest middle finger that you can possibly give to any other player. Okay, they they sent him to football purgatory, and they did it on purpose, you know, to teach him a lesson because they felt like he he was believing his own hype. As you can see. The wide receiver is the dependable position. And it's based on who's throwing you the football. I mean, Baker Mayfield is looking horrible. Came out there, 
didn't do nothing okay at all so it is making these other guys look mediocre to say the least we broke all those media views sunday the world's gotta watch how good we are now and respect the who that nation yep i think it was the highest rated opening game since 2016 i think 24 million people tuned into that game that's insane but i mean the dynamic of brady versus breeze who wouldn't want to watch that Time for wide receivers to step up. Sanders and Traquan Smith, the man now. Yeah, they got the juice now. And like I said, you, you're going to see more Deontay Harris now. You're going to see him. Those high ankle sprains are tricky. If you try and plan on, on them, they can linger longer. This is a golden opportunity for some of these young players we got. Yep. Lil Jordan Humphreys. Beanie Fowler. So you're going to see some guys have to step up. Mike T out several weeks. Like I said, I ain't mad at it. I'm, you know, if the if an injury is going to occur, I'm happy that it happened earlier, because uh, you know, down the line, when is when teams are really starting to pick it up, you're really going to need them. The wide receiver free agency pool isn't too hot. We just need some of the backups to step up. Yeah, I just don't want to hear nobody talking about no Dez Bryant. You know, like, I mean, it, I don't think the Saints need another wide receiver, okay? This isn't like how it was a couple years ago. You know, if, if it was like it was last a couple years ago, then I'd be like, call up Dez. Even though I, I, man, I, I want to see Dez make somebody team. I don't see no reason why he shouldn't. Smith or Sanders? Pool fantasy. Hey, Emmanuel Sanders? <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta see something out of Traquan Smith for me to go go to bat for him. TJ, do you like what you're seeing in terms of communication from the secondary? Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I love it. it. It's been a long time coming. I never, I never seen the secondary play as fast as they did on Sunday. It's been a long time since I seen the same secondary play that fast. I think you got to go back to the Darren Sharper, Tracy Porter days, back when they won a Super Bowl. That's the last time I seen the Saints play that fast in the secondary. I mean, those guys were like flying. Everybody, I, I'm talking about everybody in the secondary was flying to the ball. It, I, it was amazing to watch. And, and we definitely need them to play at a high level now because we got to really rely on the defense because – Drew Brees don't have his security blanket. He don't have his go-to guy. So the defense really going to have to step up. Odell is perfect fit for the 49ers, Texans, and Pats. I have always wanted OBJ uh, to be in the black and gold, but that won't happen. Nah, it's not happening. We don't need him. Well, the Saints had a test last season when Drew uh, Brees missed games. He missed five games with that dumb injury. Uh, and then they pass with flying colors. Mike T13 going to be all right. We got other weapons. I want to see Harris and Marquez Callaway. Look, other guys going to have to step up. They're going to have to step up. If the Saints going to be able to get over this little hiccup that's going on, they're going to have to step up. But I'm not like I'm not mad. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I know I know what Michael Thomas is to the Saints. But I just think that the Saints are just built different. TJ, 
can play the host of the State of the Saints podcast. He can take Michael Thomas' uh, spot in the game Monday night. That's the kind of player we need. Well, I appreciate that, uh, but I, I, I'm not on the talent of a Michael Thomas. You know, I, I ain't about to say that. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good back in my day in football, but uh, nah, I ain't on his level. Corey Davis, not mistaken with uh, Tennessee Titans Corey Davis, but you don't seem sad about this Mike T news, TJ. Why? Because I believe in the Saints. I believe they, when teams say, well, you know, uh, I know a person went down, but it's a next man up mentality. We got to look in the mirror. Like, I really feel like this team be looking in the mirror. I really feel like this is a next man up mentality team. And we've seen three catches, 17 yards from Michael Thomas. And, and look, I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looked a little rusty out there. You know, Tom Brady was out there looking like he was 43. But that defense was coming, folks. That defense was coming. They was wreaking havoc. But yet the Saints still managed to move the football offensively and Michael Thomas wasn't the factor. Now there's going to come a time when Michael Thomas is going to have to be a factor and he's going to have to step up in the game. But, but I believe in what the saints have built. I still feel like the saints can go out there and win these football games without Michael Thomas. I, I do. I think it's a team sport. We will have to run the ball a lot. And that's another thing, Ren. That's that's another reason why I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I love Michael Thomas, but this is going to force the Saints to have to run the football too. So for all my run the football folks out there like myself, this is this is something that the Saints need to do, okay? If we're looking for, a, a, a you know, a tad bit, a, a little shade of optimism, they have to run the football. Speaking of fantasy, I have Mike T and James Conner. I need a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, tough week. Tough week. Uh, first off, let me let me just say, uh, uh Chanel, um, shame on you for getting James Conner. I, I mean, Jan, look, God bless James Conner. I love his story. He's a cancer survivor. Him just playing in the National Football League is a miracle. But come on. I mean, this guy's missed, what, about, about 16 games? He's been in the league about three, four years. This guy is never healthy. He's good. When he's in the lineup, he, he does his job. But he's always hurt. So, Chanel, shame on you, okay? You could have got anybody else. Why did you get James Conner? I understand Mike T. Mike T don't get hurt, okay? He's pretty durable. He, I think he maybe missed like two games in his career. But James Conner, come on. Media talked all that gumbo, and now they're making all kinds of excuses for Brady. Exactly. Like the team had no preseason. They need time. Or my favorite, they're a work in progress. Like, I, I have to say it like I know these people be talking, you know. Man. Look, but I'm saying, what would have been the article or the headline if Tom Brady would have went into the Superdome and beat the Saints week one? Oh, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers division now. They run the South. Tom Brady. You talking about writing on both sides of the paper. Look, I mean, come on, man. Give me a break. Like, they wrote on both sides of the paper. They wrote one side to say Tom Brady is the king of the South. I'm pretty sure that probably would have been 
a, a headline somewhere. King of the South, right? That's that's what the, the headline would have been if he would have went into New Orleans and beat the Saints. But then, oh, let me, just in case that don't happen, let me turn this paper around and let me write Tom Brady needs time. Man, bump all that, man. Like, man, talk, you talking about talking out the side of your mouth. Yeah, give me a break. Give me a, man, give me a break. Thank God that we have another number one receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that's true. He is out a minimum of four weeks. The Saints should not rush him back. They should be good against the Raiders. Uh, the well, the tough, the tough one is Green Bay. Not really. Not really. I'm not. Not really. Sean Payton was talking up Callaway. Let's see what he can do. Might be a gym. Yeah, it could be. I like his confidence. I like his confidence. I know this is a little bit off, but being that Michael Thomas could be out for a couple of weeks, you think the Saints should go after the Allen Robinson via trade? He asked the Bears about it. Reports say, I don't want no Allen Robinson. I don't want no Allen Robinson. I mean, this man be getting locked up. Okay. I, I mean, he, he struggles. He struggles. I think I think that's something that uh we have to pay attention to. He he kind of he, he struggles a tad bit, folks. He he struggles a tad bit, like when uh the, in that press coverage and, and and getting out of uh tight situations, he struggles. So nah, I'm not a fan of that. I I don't think it's it's worth going out here to get a trade. You know, I think that the Saints got the got some good pieces in place. I really do. I think the Saints have some really good pieces in place. I don't feel like it's something that that we need to stay up at night about. Okay, I mean they're going like look, his production will be missed. Okay, I'm not going. I'm I'm not that bold, but I just but I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I guess I'm just naive to a point where I believe in the team. I, I believe in them. I believe in the team. I feel like anybody. I'm sorry if I'm not looking at the camera, folk. I'm scrolling down the, the chat here. Dez is done. Yeah, I won't say he's done, but it just seems to me like nobody want to pick this guy up. You think the Saints going to beat the Packers? That's the most games I'm worried about before the bye week. Why are we worried about the Packers? What, what have y'all seen from the Packers that can tell you that we need to be concerned about them? Seriously. What what have you seen? I mean, what what they won like 40, I think it was like 41, 34 or something. So it's not like they defense out there like, you know, putting the clamps on people and, and they dominating or something like that. And we all know they they can't stop the run to save their mama life. So if the Saints go out there and run the football, control the time of possession, and most importantly, just make sure that they ain't throwing the ball all over the place. And they utilize some of these guys. Look, this one thing about Drew Brees. Drew Brees, right now as we speak, is probably on the phone with these wide receivers. Since Michael Thomas is out, he's talking to him and saying, hey, okay, guy, we need to step up. He's probably calling the emergency practice just to get on the same page with these guys. So I'm not concerned, you know. And I think that that makes the Saints more dangerous. It make it makes you more dangerous when a team don't know how to scheme against you, and and the Saints got chemistry on their side, they got camaraderie on their side, 
They got a quarterback that understands X's and O's that can put guys in positions and put them in, in places they need to be in order for them to win their matchups. They'll be okay. They'll be all right. It's time the Saints call Dez Bryant. At this point, we can't be picky. Why should they call Dez Bryant? Why should they call like why should they call Dez Bryant? Why what what have you seen from like for what have you seen that will tell you that the Saints need to call Dez Bryant? The only reason why we would be calling Dez Bryant right now because his name is Dez Bryant. I, it's just the truth. That's the only reason we'll be calling Dez Bryant right now because his name is Dez Bryant. Makes no sense. Not 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 a good pickup. Wouldn't be a good pickup. Janoris Jenkins is Jabari Greer 2.0. He better than Jabari Greer. He better than Jabari Greer. TJ, did you notice Mike Evans got shut down again by Lattimore? He wanted to fight all game. Yeah, he was frustrated. They lined up against one another 29 times, and out of 29 times, Mike Evans didn't catch anything. And I think they said the last time Mike Evans caught a pass on Marshawn Lattimore was December of 2018. So it's been a long time since he got a reception against Lattimore. And I think Lattimore just rises to the occasion playing against that guy. He does. They they really don't like each other. What is your expectation for Monday night game? How do you think it's going to go in your opinion? Oh, I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I think that the Raiders are going to run the football. They're going to try to control the time possession. I'm interested to see if the Saints uh, can get that three and out that I'm looking for them to get. It seems to me like when a team scripts their first 15 plays, it seems like the Saints just allow those teams to just march down the field. It, this isn't just a Tampa Bay week one thing. I've seen this on several occasions where the Saints don't ever get that three and out. They allow teams to matriculate the ball down the field and then end up getting a field goal or a touchdown. So I want to see the Saints go out there and get an early stop. That's what I want to see. That That's what I want to see. So if they can do that, then I think uh, we should be fine. Tim, thank you very much for the $5. He says the silver lining in this is that all Raiders planning for Thomas just went just put the went well uh, just went out the window. Uh they won't see us coming. I don't know. I mean they they can they can eliminate Michael Thomas, but they still have the scheme for Alvin Kamara, I'm sure. And that kind of just that kind of plays into their hands, man. Cause so now you can really truly focus on trying to shut down Alvin Kamara. Because Alvin Kamara could eat because Michael Thomas was out there. Okay, and that kind of freed up you know, open lanes for him because you had like linebackers, maybe, you know what I'm saying, going out against him, nickel corners going out against him. And that kind of helped uh, Kamara, you know, but now they're going to scheme against them. So it's going to take another guy to step up and be a threat. So that's why I say Deontay Harris, they're going to have to find a way to try to get him involved. They're going to have to find a way to try to get him involved in the game because I feel like that can be that weapon that nobody is prepared for. You got that right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll be wiping my nose on people's jackets when they ain't paying attention. Like when I am in line at the grocery store and out of Kleenex. 
you just got to make sure that dude ahead of you is slipping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's good to know. And I'm pretty sure that's not the original uh, Phoebe right there. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's not. So <laughs> uh, Callaway is listed behind Thomas on the depth chart. It'll be interesting how they shuffle the receivers, as I don't have a clue who is going to take his place. No one does except Peyton. Well, nobody can take Michael Thomas' place. Somebody can come in and and, and play, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, you you can't take you can't take the place of a guy who had 149 receptions. <laughs> Do you think Marcus Davenport will be ready for Monday? Depends on the severity of the injury. And if he's not ready, I'm not mad. Which uh, leads me to another topic I want to discuss: unsung heroes, guys that nobody really be paying attention to. Uh, Trey Henderson is definitely on my list. He is one of those guys that I feel like is a dark horse. And and if I was Sean Payton, and if this guy can stay healthy, because he has issues just like Davenport, I would let Davenport back up Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson, every time he plays, he does great things. I'm sorry, folks. Trey Hendrickson is going to end up getting paid by somebody, and he's going to be very valuable on the open market to a team that needs somebody that, you know, that's in, that's a part of the pass rush. So I don't think this is – I think this is going to be Trey Hendrickson last season because somebody's going to show that guy the money. He's one of those guys nobody pays attention to, but all he does is go out there and compete, and he wins quite a bit. So uh, Trey Hendrickson is my door course. Deontay Harris is another door course. Uh, so I think those are two guys that nobody pays attention to, but they should. So if it was me, I'm just saying, I would – I would let Trey Hendrickson start. I think the defense will carry this team not just while Thomas is out, but the whole year. I think the best is yet to come on the D. Yeah, I do too. They had a good outing, but let's replicate what we see in week one. Deontay Harris seemed like uh, he's gotten better as a pass catcher. Yeah, he has. He has. Jerry Cook is very good. I agree. One of the best. You are so right, TJ. I messed up getting James Conner. I have Sanders on my bench to replace Thomas, and I'm putting in a waiver for Snell. Hopefully the miracle I need. Well, yeah, I, I think uh, Snell, uh, the backup uh, to James Conner, I think that would be pretty good as well. I don't know who else is on your fantasy uh, you know, your, your fantasy uh, bench or in free agency on waivers, uh, but – um. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gone. I'm trying to think. Somebody that nobody really pays attention to. I'll pick up Adrian Peterson. I'll pick up Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson had a really good game. And I think he had almost 100 yards rushing. He was close, I think 96 yards. He caught a couple passes out of the backfield. So if Adrian Peterson is still out there, I'll I get him. That old man still got a little left in the tank. <laughs> Garner Johnson is a G. Yeah, he is. I think when uh, Marshawn Lattimore was fighting with Mike Evans, he came behind him and <laughs> put Mike Evans in the chokehold. That's a team player right there. I'm just worried about the Packers just because of the fact of Alexander. He's a lockdown. No, he not. No, he not. Jair Alexander, as much as I like him, I like to – I've been watching this guy ever since he was at Louisville. I'm talking about his freshman, sophomore year. He's good now, but he's not a lockdown corner overrated at this stage of his career i know i know y'all seen how 
sometime Omari Cooper, the summertime man, as I call him, summertime, because he shows up some of the time, he was out there working that boy. I mean, misusing and abusing Amari Cooper out there. That's what he was doing. You know, I mean, I mean, Amari Cooper was misusing and abusing him. Jaya Alexander is an above-average cornerback who gets way too much praise. Get way too much praise because he plays for the Green Bay Packers. If he played for a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, we wouldn't be talking about how good Jaya Alexander is. It's the fact that he plays on a nostalgia act team that is the Green Bay Packers. And I like him, but he's not as good as people making him out to be. Like people act like this guy locked down, shut down. Are you kidding me? I mean, I seen I seen Adam Dillon out there eating. I, I seen him out there eating on that boy. So I think he overrated. Yeah, you know, I think he's good, but the way that they hype him up, he's overrated. Overrated. Do you think PJ Williams will replace Marcus Williams when the season over if they can't afford him? Oh Lord, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope not. And honestly, man, look, since we're talking about the secondary, did y'all see how good the secondary played in the absence of PJ Williams? I'm just gonna put it out there. DJ Swearinger, I mean, I know he had that that uh that defenseless receiver call, which was BS, but same secondary looking good in the absence of PJ Williams. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I know we've been saying this for a while, but we need Traquan. And if he can't produce, it's time to get somebody else. This to make it or break it right here. No more excuses. Michael Thomas is out. It's time for him to step up. If he does not step up, then I think it's pretty much an open and shut case. Open and shut, folks. He's not the guy. This is a this is a great opportunity for him to show that he can be productive in the absence of Michael Thomas. If he doesn't, Goodbye. In my opinion, we have a top three team easily, but Peyton has uh, to get out of his own way and his Super Bowl a bust. Yep. I'm just glad that he realized he didn't need to be throwing a football late in the, in the second half going into the fourth quarter. I was, ah, man, when Latavius Murray had eight yards on first down, four yards to get the first down on second down, and then he threw the ball four straight times, with a lead, I was like, Lord, have mercy. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, if he can get out his own way in that regard, if he can stop just being so doggone pass happy at just the most ridiculous times, then I think we'll be okay. With Thomas uh, set to miss multiple games, this is just another reason for us to run the ball. I agree. CJ Gardner just about it. <laughs> I think uh, Deontay Harris might be uh, faster than Tyreek Hill. Well, I'll tell you this, though. When Tyreek Hill was on Twitter in the offseason talking about who won the race, he, he stepped up. He said, let's go. But I don't think uh, Tyreek Hill responded to him. That'll be an interesting race to see, though. If it was ever a time for Mike T to go down, it's now when we have Sanders and others we uh, who can step up. Looking to see big thing from Traquan and Harris, but when in doubt, you can always count on Cooks to get it going with plays. Cook was Cook was the unsung hero of that game. I mean, he caught a lot of tough passes out there. So I hope this ain't a reoccurring thing. 
as long as we i want to see no no more major players being injured okay this is this is enough for me right here the rams running back is out there who was that mike anderson you talking about mike anderson the guy who came in late had some big games yeah yeah true uh, i like the balance in the offense but i want to see Peyton uh do better play calling because they're looking for halfback pass plays with the screen yeah but that goes back to what i was saying i know it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to hear but it's just the fact about all that conservative play calling and and drew Brees inability to throw the ball down the field on a consistent basis look sean payton know like look, I, I know y'all don't want to hear this but it is what it is folks sean payton knows that drew Brees can't consistently throw the ball down the field which would explain why you see all those short intermediate passes i'm sorry folks but it's true that's the reason why but the league is on to the saints throwing them screens and as you can see as of right now the screen game is not working at all because teams are prepared for it they're stacking a box they're they understand that the only person they have to worry about is Michael Thomas. They can jam people like Traquan. Keep, I mean, play a lot of man-to-man. And they go out there and, and try to stop these screens. That's it. So they're going to have to open it up. They're going to have to open it up. Already read that. I'll be belching in people's ear at the Superdome. I sneak up behind them and get right in their ear and belch. I only be doing it to old people, though. So they can't hurt me if they hit me. Well, are you doing it to older people too? Because most likely they won't be able to hear you. Mm, right? <laughs> Man, <laughs> Josh the Saints fan, thank you very much for letting us know that. That boy is not a lockdown. Definitely not. Overrated. Taysom will get more reps now without Mike. Might see that uh tj uh, like you said they just gonna have to step up we already have good receivers in a building who can make big plays and move the chains that's all we can act for right now in my opinion yeah that's all you can act for and anybody's talking about Dez ryan too the reason why i feel like the saints shouldn't do that is because he's not gonna play right away you're not gonna just parade him out there right away it's gonna take him some weeks to get acclimated to the offense everybody talks about how complex the Saints offense is. So you're not going to just sign Des Bryant on Wednesday and have him playing out there on Monday. It's not happening. It's not happening. Not the way this offense is structured. It's a little different on defense because you can actually play to a guy's strength, right? So let's just say, for example, if the Saints were to go out here and get somebody like a Cameron Wake, all they have to do is put him in on third down and tell him to rush the quarterback. Uh, it'll be easy like for somebody like Janora Jenkins to play right away because all you have to do is tell them, look, take this guy right here and play man coverage. But when you're going up, you know, when you're playing on a complex offense like the Saints where you got audibles and shifts, you got to be able to understand the offensive playbook in order for you to go out there. It's a little different for, for offensive players than it is for defensive players, okay? So defense is a little bit more uh, simplistic, okay, than it is for offensive player. TJ, I agree with you regarding Deontay Harris. I believe he can be the New Orleans Saints answer to Tariq Hill. Yeah, I do too. I hope they use him though. I, I really do. Roderick says, if it took this long, he's not the guy. Well, 
I think we have to change the way we look at Traquan Smith and, and, and not look at him as the guy, but look at him as a guy. I think maybe our expectations of Traquan is one of the reasons why we're so critical of him. Maybe he just never was that type of player that we wanted him to be. Because it seems to me like the Saints tried to change the way that he played. And for the, the years that he's been here, he struggled in a slot because he never really played the slot. He depended on his skills on the outside, his speed, and you know being able to get separation on the cornerbacks on the outside that got him his bread and butter. And the Saints liked the way that he blocked, and they liked the, the fact that they felt like they can develop his footwork. But I think that we just need to change our expectations of what he is. And just look at him as just being a guy, you know, a, a, a dirt, you know, a, 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 let me see. I won't say a, a, I won't say a dirty player, but a role player, you know, the, what the, let me see the, the, the Kyle Corver, <laughs> the Kyle Corver of the New Orleans Saints, you know, somebody that's just out there. And when you need a big three passing the ball, Kyle Corver shoot. Okay. If you need somebody to block, if you need somebody to, you know, move somebody out of the way, block downfield, maybe get a couple yards, need be when a quarterback under the rest, then you have Traquan Smith. Okay. I think we need to lower expectations about him being the guy. But I just think that he's a guy. He's no Michael Thomas, but everybody better step up their game. They're gonna have to. Everybody gonna have to step it up just a little bit more. Same way when Drew Brees went out. You you seen the team play at a very high level. Because everybody was kind of compensating for the fact that Drew Brees wasn't playing. So you have to step it up. What are your thoughts on Trey Hendrickson? Think he really good? Think this is his last season in the Saints uniform? I think he's gonna get paid by somebody. I think that he needs to start over Marcus Davenport. No Malcolm Brown is the uh Rams running back. Oh, Malcolm Brown. Okay. You said he's out there. They they cut him. Didn't he, didn't he play? Didn't he play on on Sunday night? Joe says if Mike don't play, it's okay. We just need them other guys to step up and fill in for him. As long as we stay balanced, like we did this past Sunday. Yeah, balance attack, more rushing yards than passing yards. Something I thought I would never see from a Sean Payton offense. This could be more perfect for Traquan. I think Saints fans expect every receiver to be coasting a Thomas. Sometimes we just need a Meacham. That's a good point. That's a good point, Tim. That That's what I said. I think we need to lower our expectations about Traquan Smith. I think that we our expectations are too high. I think that we just want him to just come in and just be this, this unstoppable, complimentary wide receiver. Or be a, a Reggie Wayne to Michael Thomas's Marvin Harrison. Well, it may not work like that. It may not work like that. When is Kiko Alonzo coming back? Probably within the next five to six weeks. He's on a pup list. Why was Zach Bond inactive? I want to see him on the field. Well, the Saints probably felt like the, the matchup that they were going up against an experienced quarterback like Tom Brady, they probably felt like he would get picked apart. No OTAs, no minicamp, and you're going up against arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. He has a way to manipulate you, move you out of your spot, confuse you. So 
Maybe the Saints felt like the other guys would be more prepared for that matchup. You might see them this Monday, though. Um, thank you very much once again, Tim, for the $5. I appreciate that. And thank you for everybody that donates to the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate that. Real talk. Uh, who that nation for life? If we don't put Deontay uh, Harris in as Sanders number two, I'm flipping the dome over. Yeah. I mean, but he's been in the game. He, he's been in the game quite a bit. We scored a touchdown off a of screen, though. Yeah, that's true. But after that touchdown, though, after that touchdown, you've seen the screen game kind of get blew up a few times. So especially in the second half. Why or who that's tripping like the Saints don't have a contingency at the wide receiver position? That's true. And it came at the right time. Inevitable expertise. Say I sprained my ankle today at work, too. Dang, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that, Inevitable. Man, I hope you're all right, man. Shouts out to Inevitable, man. That, that guy has a great football mind. Real talk. And Keen Arthur does as well. He says, TJ, can you imagine a conversation among corners uh, around the league about Traquan? <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's not even a topic of discussion. I mean, you have to be doing something no disrespect to him but you have to be doing something offensively outside of just blocking for a running back in order to, for cornerbacks to be talking about you why was that born and active already uh mentioned that one dalton i just think it was the scheme brian says uh why don't we sign terrell owens because he old uh <laughs> that christopher said ignored <laughs> Now y'all can stop talking about Thomas playing next week. He's out for several weeks. Yeah. Quinterio says uh, the defense has the best rotation in all positions. Malcolm Roach is a beast. Yeah, he definitely came out there balling out of control. Josh says, when is Kiko coming back? Like I said, he's on the pup list probably the next five to six weeks. Teddy Bridgewater threw all over the Raiders. Yeah, he did a really good job. Uh, Steady Teddy, as I like to call him. Uh, he, he wasn't ready for that first victory in the Carolina Panthers uniform. Yeah, but he did a good job, though. Robbie Anderson, man, we got to be on the lookout for that little skinny Snoop Dogg-looking uh, guy right there, man. I know he, like, probably about 150 pounds, but, man, that dude good. Uh, Tay going to be a big factor. We're going to see him as, as the years go on. Well, not, as the year go on, we're going to see uh, – we're going to see him really step up. You're going to see – Deontay Harris really step up and uh, Taysom Hill as well. I don't know if you were talking about Taysom Hill or you were talking about Deontay Harris because he calls himself Tay Nation on, on Instagram and on Twitter. Jerry says they are, they are not positive as we are. For sure. We got Traquan scored touchdowns at a solid rate. He just doesn't consistently do other stuff. 10 touchdowns in two seasons. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty admirable and, and and pretty commendable, the fact that he misses a lot of games and he still managed to get five touchdowns. So I guess you can say that's uh, some optimism for you. I believe you're right at Jerry Poor Jr., giving Jerry Poor credit. What's your thoughts on Josh Jacobs? I think that he's a really good running back. Very, very, very underrated. I feel like he's starting to get uh, the attention that he deserves. Coming out of Alabama, I've seen him. I mean, LSU fans, y'all already know what he can do. But I think that he's a really solid running back. And I think the team really leans on him. And I think he answers the bell. 
have nothing bad to say about Josh Jacobs. And I think the Saints need to be prepared for it because that guy can run for 100 yards. And he reminds me of a young Mark Ingram. You know, he reminds me of a, a younger Mark Ingram. He he runs uh, with good pad level, and he will lower the boom. And he's hard to bring down. So, yeah, got a lot of respect for him. I'd rather see a young player that's ready like Harris. I, I do, too. And I think you will. I, I think you will. You're going you're gonna to see packages for Harris really, really soon. If Breeze is about to break a record, Traquan will make a play. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he has his, his best games when Drew Breeze need a record. You know, I mean, he is in Canton right now. I mean, you can't take that away from him for catching that, that all-time uh, leader in passing yards that Drew Breeze got, right? So he he's in Canton right now because he don't want to caught that football. Sanders going to go off. I hope so. Your thoughts on KSI versus uh, Jake Paul. Talking about the boxing match that they had, that six-round boxing match. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, you ain't think I knew about that, did you? <laughs> uh, I, I, man, look, it's a publicity stunt. You know, that's what it was. It was publicity stunt. Both of those guys are, like, really powerful on YouTube, millions of, of subscribers make a lot of money but it was what it was you know it was a publicity stunt we must have low expectations for trey he's been in the saints uh, uniform for about three years and hasn't improved meanwhile gallup has exceeded expectations in dallas same draft class yep in round three yeah i think we got to accept it for what it is everybody is not going to be a top wide receiver that we draft you know, Traquan, he does some good things, but I think we all can agree if we expected for him to go off for 150 yards a game, that ain't happening. He might do it one time. And just like we, we see a loony eclipse, just like we might see Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster, people say that they did. You know, that's kind of how Traquan is when it comes to a 100-yard game. <laughs> I pray to God is not bad for surgery. I don't think it's surgery. It's just a lot of rehab, man. He should be okay. And I'm just glad I ain't hear anything about ligament damage. Then we'll really be crying as as a as a fan base. Josh Jacobs is good, but I think our rush defense will get to him a lot. I gotta give credit to the Raiders offensive line, though. They got a really good offensive line. I don't think people give those guys a lot of credit, but they have a really good offensive line. They 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 got some maulers out there. I, I, I'm gonna give them their credit. Yes, Malcolm played. I thought you were talking about the Rams, current running back. My bad. Okay, yeah. Now I wasn't talking about. Now I wasn't talking about him. That boy Roach, though. Yeah, he, he really stepped up. That's how it is, man. That's that's how, why you have to have a really good scout team because you may you may not find that guy in rounds one through seven. It might be the guy that you have to dig in the crates to find. And that was a good find for Malcolm Roach. I mean, as it looks so far. I mean, there's there's plenty more season to go, though, folks. Let's work a deal for Allen Robinson. I disagree with that. Not a fan of Allen Robinson. Raiders have once uh, the best O-line. Yeah, they, they do got one of the best uh, O-lines. Like I said, I got to give them credit. That's the center that they have. They got like one of the best centers in football. I can't think of his name, and I'm pretty sure the Raider fan in there going to tell me. But that guy is like really good. I know he came from the University of Miami. He's one of the best 
if not the best center in football. We just might get rid of Rankins. Let's see. I hope he he gets back to form. Rankins was back to form. Like, man, dude, <laughs> Rankins, man, I'm telling you, go watch the game. Look, I understand that, that people, we only understand guys on the defensive line. The only thing we understand is sex. We don't understand tackles for loss. We don't understand guys blowing up blowing up the hole you know that the running backs running through we don't see none of that stuff we don't pay attention to that stuff Sheldon Rankles was balling I don't know if y'all saw it or not but the guy was out there doing his thing the reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wasn't finding much success running the football was because of Sheldon Rankins so when you look at those uh, running backs that can't find a hole they try to run up the middle and they get stuffed that's the interior lineman doing that folks so he's back to form. He did a good job. Like, just because a guy doesn't get sacks like Aaron Donald don't mean that he's not doing the job as an interior lineman. He did a good job this Sunday. I don't know if anybody paid attention to it. It may not show up uh, show up on the, the stat sheet, and it may not be as sexy as we want it to be, but he played. TJ, those toss plays got destroyed. Exactly. I don't know why they were. I don't know why they was running them tosses. They was getting more success up the middle. They'd be like Traquan. Who that? <laughs> that gonna hurt my fantasy. Yeah, man. A lot of people betting on Michael Thomas to do his thing. TJ, uh, thank you very much, man, for my gold medal and hand clap. Uh, Tom Brady found out who's boss in NFC South. Who they? Who they, baby? Uh, you gotta fix that. Who they with the who that? Mike, thank you, a Cincinnati Bengals fan, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you, Archie, man. Good point. You know, we, we still run us out as of right now. Saints man says we need to get that offense figured out before the Packers week three. Man, I'm not concerned about the Packers. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I think they overrated. I thought they was overrated last year, and I think they're going to be overrated this year just because they're the Packers. You was going ham this morning. Oh, you mean yesterday morning? I don't think I – I don't think I did nothing this morning. What did I do this morning? What did I say? <laughs> Is Michael Thomas out? Well, according to everybody in the chat, they say he's out for several weeks. I, I, you know, I didn't see the the tweet or anything like that, but I'm trusting the Who That Nation. They saying that he's out for several weeks. Gruden will try to have a shootout with Coach Payton. Good luck. Yeah, Rodney Hudson. That that's what it was. Thank you, Inevitable. I couldn't think of his name. Rodney Hudson is the center. Yep. Then they got Richie Incognito, who feel like he's played forever. And he's he's really good. He's a really good guard. So I think that Hudson makes him look better than what he is. Rankins is great. I just don't think we'll be able to afford him. I agree with that. It might be his last season in the Saints uniform. He had a better game than Aaron Donald did. I, I didn't even really check out the Sunday night football game. I didn't. Jamarcus, have uh, we uh, have we forgotten about Callaway? I think he can make some plays. Yeah, I think that week off kind of helped him, you know, and I'm pretty sure he'll probably be ready for this game. I don't think he's going to play a whole lot. If it was me, I would put Lil Jordan Humphrey in the game because I feel like Lil Jordan Humphrey understands the offense a little bit better than Marquez Callaway does. But maybe around that game against the Green Bay Packers, you can unleash him. And he'll be more familiar with the Saints offense to a point where he can actually do some things. 
Stephen A. Smith says Aaron Rodgers is a bad man when it comes to playing football. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he definitely got a chip on his shoulder now. You're going to go out here in the first round and get a guy you think going to replace me? Okay. And he's selling himself to the highest bidder right now with them four touchdowns. I love that seconds. I love that defense this year. Yeah, they look good. They look really good. I guess you mean a secondary. Is Michael Thomas out? Uh, like I said, according to the chat, yes. He needs to rest about three to five weeks. Step up. Just step up. <laughs> My bad. Who that baby? Now, that's more like it, Archie. That's more like it. Who they? Man, I'm like, man, where the Bengals at? I mean, shouts out to everybody that do a Bengals podcast. But, you know, we, we ain't talking about no Bengals up in here. <laughs> Uh, Dez Bryant still available. Well, you know, like I said, I just man, it would it would take some time, man. It would take some time, and I think the Saints have enough in order for them to get over the hump in the absence of Michael Thomas. Maybe we should put Taysom Ed White out while uh, Thomas is out. I think that would be a horrible idea. Okay, then then you'll mess around and jeopardize the future of Taysom Hill. Nah, man. Look, Taysom Hill does a good job doing what he does. I think the Saints have better wide receivers than we giving them credit for. Taysom Hill outside runs needs to go ASAP. I don't know about that. That was one of the first times I, I've seen Taysom Hill like run toss and don't get like no positive plays. I probably could count on one hand how many times the Saints utilize them in a running game while they're running, you know, uh, lateral. You know, so. I mean, you usually get about three or four yards, two or three. So I, I, I haven't seen enough out of that to say just ball it up and throw it in the trash. Tim says, uh, side note, did you see Joe Burrow Bengals debut? Homeboy was about to pull off a last-minute all-star drive, but was reminded real quick what team he played for. <laughs> Tim, thank you very much for the $10, my friend. Yeah, I did see it. I know that he scrambled for his first touchdown. I think it was some BS. I think a call that took place. I think he tried to throw the ball uh, to a wide receiver, and they called a, a penalty on that. If I'm not mistaken, he tried to throw it to A.J. Green. Didn't work. But, I mean, Joe Burrow, the sky's the limit, man. They made the right decision. You can see that this guy was the right guy for Cincinnati. First off, he's from Ohio. Then he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Then he, he he earned the respect of his teammates. The fact that he's a captain in his first year as an NFL player tells you everything you need to know about Joe Burrow. Is he out for Monday? They say out for a couple weeks. Malcolm Brown, uh, you talking about the defensive tackle for the Saints? I'm not sure what you meant by Malcolm Brown. The sports analysts never give the Saints the respect they deserve. That's not fair. Why is that? because they're the Saints, and the Saints are not a sexy team, they're going to get the respect this year because of Drew Brees. They're going to get that respect because a lot of people feel like this is Drew Brees' last year. And um, the Saints are on television. And you and Drew Brees has reached iconic, legendary status. And people want to see him. I mean, look at the ratings. 24 million people tuned in to watch Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. And I'm pretty sure a couple more million going to tune in when they play on Sunday night football in a couple weeks. So the Saints are going to get the attention they deserve. 
they don't get national attention or looked at like the Cowboys or the Eagles or the Packers. It's because people believe in nostalgia. People believe in digging in the crates, living in the past. And the Saints have not really been that good that long to a point where people feel like the nation wants to talk about them. They want to hear about Drew Brees. So if you notice, if they talk about the Saints, they talk about Drew Brees mostly. They don't really talk about Michael Thomas or they don't talk about Alvin Kamara. They talk about them in passing and they put a lot of strong emphasis on Drew Brees. That's that's kind of what media does. They tell you to focus on the, the, the points where they know people are attracted to. So people are attracted to Drew Brees. He's the face of the franchise. So we're going to talk about him. If you notice, if the Saints are the topic of discussion, normally they're going up against a team that probably has a stronger name nationwide among national sports media. Like they're talking about Tom Brady right now. So they won't talk about the Saints win. They'll talk about the Saints win in passing. And they'll probably spend most of the time talking about what happened with Tom Brady, what happened with Tom Brady coach and vice versa you know i mean yada 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 excuse me not vice versa yada 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 so that's just the media that's how they work it's about ratings that's all they care about they care about nielsen nielsen is their best friend they will go out there and drop their pants on national television they feel like it's gonna give them a high rate it's true i'm gonna read a couple more man then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here uh how will you feel if Drew Brees retired last year and the Saints would have signed Tom Brady. Uh, I wouldn't have had no problem with it. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. But my question would be if why would you go out here and sign Tom Brady when you could have signed Teddy Bridgewater cheap? Then Tom Brady, we you making about $30 million. OK, so you could have easily had Teddy Bridgewater who would have been going into his third year or you could have had him and Taysom Hill compete. For the starting position, I would have rolled with Teddy Bridgewater. I, you know, no disrespect to Tom Brady, but how many years you gonna get Tom Brady? How many how many years are you gonna be able to invest in a forty three year old quarterback? So I wouldn't have had no problem with it, but I definitely wouldn't have jeopardized my future and not signing Teddy Bridgewater if Tom Brady was available. I think that would have been ridiculous. Signing a forty three year old quarterback and sacrificing a 30-year-old and a 27-year-old quarterback, I wouldn't have been a fan of that. Not at all. I seen on Twitter if Drew was to retire last year, Tom would have came to the Saints. Yeah, I, I heard it. I heard that, but wouldn't have been a wouldn't have been of a good wouldn't have been a good decision, you know, if if he would have did that. I mean, Teddy only getting $20 million a year. So it's not like you couldn't afford him. September 15, 2019, Drew Brees tears ligament in right thumb. September 15, 2020, uh, reports that Michael Thomas uh, ankle injury could sideline him for several weeks. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And, and shouts out to you, man, on a, on a <laughs> digging into the crates, doing your research, man. Shout out, man. Give, give Michael a round of applause, man. Hey, hey, hand, hand clap emojis. For Mike, man, y'all get that y'all get that man a hand clap, okay? I won't see hand claps in the comments, okay? Because that that man did his research, he did his homework on that one. I I, I didn't even think about it. Y'all get that man his hand claps. Shouts out to Mike. We are serious threats to Tom Brady's legacy and the NFL and refs will do anything in their power to cheat us. TD uh, 
will be uh taken back and crazy flags will be thrown against us for no reason yeah man he definitely was getting some of the tom brady treatment that that pass interference on marshawn Lattimore on mike evans they both were fighting down the field i don't know what the heck they was thinking with that one i, I really don't know facts can we rely on sanders to hold it up like bridgewater uh yeah i think you can Emmanuel Sanders is a really good football player. Y'all got to know that. Y'all got to know this man is like really, really special. Great route runner. I mean, y'all seen him out there, man. Like he he came on late in the game. Like when Drew Brees started to really try to find him, he answered the bell. It wasn't like he was out there. It it, it wasn't like he was just out there stealing money. Okay. When When Drew Brees went to him and within reason, he caught the ball. I mean, that pass he threw downfield in triple coverage. Like, what were you thinking? Uh, that pass on the sidelines that could have been intercepted, but it was a pass interference. What were you thinking? That pass that you threw in the back of the end zone trying to force it to him, what were you thinking? But that short pass that he caught when he, you know, fell down on the ground to catch it and, and backed up, got the first down. Second play, guy almost ripped his head off and he still scored. That ought to tell you everything you need to know about Emmanuel Sanders right there. Guy almost, almost snapped his neck off, and he still scored. So he's tough. And I, I don't have no issue with that. I mean, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders played in Pittsburgh. So, look, you can't be soft playing for the Steelers. What do you think is our weakness? What is our weakness? Drew Brees <laughs> throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, that that you ask me for our weakness. That's what I feel like our weakness is. Drew Brees uh not throwing the ball down the field. The linebackers are playing really well. The secondary is playing really well. The defensive line is getting penetration. Uh Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara are doing some really big things. Jared Cook is out there uh, being a matchup nightmare. I feel like it's, it's Drew Brees getting the ball down the field. They need more explosive plays. And if if they can't find explosive plays, then you know, they need to find ways to try to implement Taysom Hill throwing more deep passes down the field. Let's see. Uh, let make sure Brian says tonight at 10 15 p.m., the Pro Media Network on YouTube. Shouts out to Big Q, man. Y'all check him out 10 15 tonight, man. Y'all support my guy. Y'all su- uh, support Sports Coma with Big Q. Make sure y'all tune in. I know he's going to have some. Some good information, man. Going to be able to break down the New Orleans Saints. And I know y'all going to enjoy it, man. So y'all check them out. Yeah, that one of a few plays where Drew threw it to Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. He was trying to force feed him. I think I think he understood that Emmanuel Sanders was getting a little frustrated because up to that point, he wasn't getting any targets. And he probably was getting upset. So that's why he tried to start force feeding him, like try to get him involved. Which I feel like Drew Brees, you can't do that, man. I get it. You know, you want to show everybody your shiny new toy, but you can't force it to him. And this is the final one. Josh says, I agree with that because Drew only had one uh, go down for more than 20 yards. But I think Sean gets a little bit too fancy. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I agree. I think they need to cut that out and. I think they need to run the football, and I think they need to just find ways to get the ball down the field. I, I mean, look, the only reason – like, I, I know Sean Payton. Sean Payton, if we if we can say anything about Sean Payton, we know 
that he utilizes the strengths of his players. That's what he's done for a long time. If a guy's fast, he's going to have him out there running streak routes. If a guy can block, he's going to have him out there in a running game. If a guy is tall and can catch, he's going to find a way to have a, a mismatch with the defender. So if Drew Brees could really get the ball downfield consistently, I need people to pay attention to this and understand this. If Drew Brees can consistently get the ball down the field, there would be no way in the world that Sean Payton would not be called an explosive plays. It, it wouldn't happen. It, it just wouldn't happen. But I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast and encourage you to check out the State of the Saints podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com search the State of the Saints podcast on Facebook, facebook.com search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, the audio podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also Anchor FM. And I'm doing a contest right now. What I'm asking of you, I want you to snapshot a picture of you following the State of the Saints podcast on any streaming app. And on Monday, I am going to announce a winner, and they're going to receive a State of the Saints podcast t-shirt. So make sure you go to Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, Make sure that you send me a snapshot of you subscribing to any streaming network, any streaming app, and uh, you'll put yourself in the running. Even if, even if, even if you already subscribe, even if you already subscribe, this snapshot, and you'll put yourself in the running to win a State of the Saints podcast T-shirt. So that's all I'm asking of you. And also, if you want the State of the Saints podcast apparel, T-shirt, coffee mug, any accessories. Go to teesprings.com, teesprings.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Check it out. Please support the State of the Saints Podcast. That's how you can do it. Shouts out to everybody that donates to the State of the Saints Podcast. I really do appreciate it. And if you want to support the State of the Saints Podcast, if you don't want to donate, you can uh, do so by uh, shopping, you know, on teesprings.com. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?